0: what's going on all my podcast members see you, jizzle and the fucking whizzle bringing you episode two of tonight it's about four thirty in the morning on a nice fine monday uh we're gonna end up finishing drinking this alcohol and smoking a little bit more and then we're gonna end up calling it a night but my last episode was titled uh Dr. Jizzle. <laughs> and you know when I say that, mostly I'm joking. Mostly I am. But for the most part, I'm like 5050, because for the most part, uh when it comes to anything minor or anything that I can fix uh, I deal with it accordingly and same thing with my health I don't have any health insurance so uh, I can't just afford to go to the doctor like that unless it's very serious and it's really only getting me more prepared for van life pretty much uh, because when you live van life, you don't go to the doctor unless you need to. And, uh, it's really kind of hard to, it's a little bit more harder to stay cleaner whenever you're living in a van. You have to have a gym membership somewhere to where you can go take showers every day. Um because even if you skip a day on a shower or maybe two days on a shower, you're gonna start seeing a lot of skin conditions popping popping up, especially if it's in the middle of summer. You have to be showering at least once a day in the middle of summer. I mean, if not twice a day. So you go there in the morning, you do your upper arm routine, Take your shower, and then you go there at night. You do your lower leg routine, and you take your shower, uh, and then you take a break in between, where you you know you go a day without working out, get your rest and everything, and then you go back in there and you do it again. But um. Uh, It's going to be quite the fucking task for me to get started back up again, right? And I think the easiest way for me to do it is I need to start craving in as much fats and nutrients and proteins as I can. I haven't been eating any leafy greens. I haven't been drinking any dairy. I haven't been really eating any meat, so I haven't been getting hardly any nutrients really at all except for bananas here and there and oh a salad here and there and you know it, it's just been here and there pretty much so but when i start working out it, it it's going to have to be a lot more structural, I guess you can call it, I'm going to have to be eating more than just two times a day, and uh, that's going to be very hard for me to do, because here lately, that's about all I've been eating, and for me to eat three, four, five fucking meals a day is going to be very, very hard, so... Even with my uh, appetite, even with my uh, body and frame in the way that it is, like, I probably weigh every bit of 180 to 200 pounds. And uh, not really any muscle yet. It's mostly just fat in my opinion, but uh, we're gonna see how that turns out when I start putting on muscle, I'll probably be about 250 by the time it's all said and done. I was about 200 to 220 last time and I felt pretty good, I felt like I was starting to build a six pack, I was starting to build pec muscles, so on and so forth. But this time around, I'm a little bit bigger, it seems. And um, when I get started, I'm not going to fucking stop. I'm not going to stop. It's going to be like a freight train. Everybody's going to try to stop me, but... see, the thing about working out is you eat more, you work out more. You eat a little bit more, you fucking work out more, you just push yourself more and push yourself more and push it more and just eat more and eat more and you just, you continue that schedule where you cram a bunch of nutrients and you fucking work it all off. And eventually after a year, a year and a half, you're really going to start seeing results. for people that think that you're just gonna get in the gym and you're gonna start being Brock Lesnar or Hulk Hogan or some shit it takes fucking time and it takes dedication and it takes uh... eating right and, and resting enough and there's many many different things that determines whether or not you're going to build muscle and when I get done working out I always eat a pixie stick I go out and I'll buy a whole fucking bag of them pixie sticks right it's because pixie sticks have dextrose in them and um, dextrose is a sugar that goes straight through your bloodstream Seriously, no shit. And uh, so, let's say you get done working out, and you eat a couple pixie sticks, right? And then you chug your uh, you chug your protein shake after that. All those proteins are gonna go straight into your bloodstream and straight into your muscles, where it needs where it needs it the most, pretty much. And, um, when you get home, you eat more proteins. I don't care. You just just ate 40 grams of protein in a shake after you were done working out. You still need to go home and eat a steak dinner with eggs or something. Maybe a fucking peanut butter sandwich before you go to bed. (laughs) No, but seriously, I mean, peanut butter is going to be your best friend when you're a bodybuilder because of all the fats and proteins in it. And it's really cheap, relatively cheap, and uh, you can eat it in the middle of the day, you can eat it in the middle of the night. It doesn't really matter, but... I've got two of these pepperoni meat sticks, these Jack Link pepperoni meat sticks, and they're 13 grams of protein in each one. But, it doesn't tell you how much cholesterol and shit is in it until you actually open it. Um... these are good for you if this is about all you're gonna eat today but total fat content is like 19 grams so probably about as much as a Big Mac almost Um, but the cholesterol content is 50 milligrams each so 100 milligrams of cholesterol 17% 17% apiece, so 34% hmm. Anyways um, I don't expect anybody to really be on track with my um, my routine my eating routine, my workout routine I don't expect anybody to really understand uh, there's going to be other people who think I need to do this need to do that and like I said it's going to take at least a whole another year for me to start seeing results but when I do, man I'm gonna be fucking unstoppable, again. And that's the way I was, the last time around. When I got to taking creatine supplements, and I used to come home every day, um, from school back then. Because, 18 years old, I was still going to school at a uh, at an at an adult center, pretty much. I was just finishing up and um, it's because I got behind in high school. I didn't want to do the school work, long story short. I still graduated at 18, but I uh, at that school you have the option to either get your GED or you have the option to get a high school diploma. And I tried the diploma program but they told me that I would have to be there for a whole other year in order to get the high school diploma, so I just ended up getting my GED. I had completed so many courses in that year, I had English 134A and 134B, 234A and 234B 334A and 334B and 434A and 434B. That's eight classes of English in a year. Not including my math, my history, so on and so forth. I was the only kid in that school to, uh, graduate in a year with that many classes completed the second kid since the school's been built to get that many classes done and it's because i wanted to get the fuck out of there you know i mean shit but anyways i um, i had this fucking english teacher that was fascinated by my work she she loved Um, the stories that I would come up with so much that she would ask me to write more and she would give me extra credit for it because she wanted to sit there on her lunch break and read these fucking stories that I would come up with and it was only a drop in the bucket you know back then I was so young if I could still continue to write with with the mind frame that I have now, I would be able to come up with so much more details and content and uh, suspense and everything. But even back then I was limited, but she loved it so much that she used to ask me to write more, just so she could sit there and read it on her lunch break. This is a fucking literature teacher, you know? This is somebody who has access to many different books. She can get on her fucking phone and she probably has audiobooks or probably has, you know, some kind of app to read books. She probably got a whole library at home full of books, but she's asking me to write her shit because it's that interesting. It's that captivating, you know, and it could be anything, it's mainly sci-fi, I I write mainly about sci-fi, things that are very detailed and kind of out of this world and, uh, you know, things that you really got to think about, but I still write within reality. I don't make it too far-fetched. And that way, it still kind of keeps people drawn in, but it still kind of makes it relatable when you don't make it too far-fetched. You can sit there and really say, wow, that's fucking crazy, but I can relate to that you know, or, I can see myself maybe doing that, or, then you get to talking about another planet somewhere, and, I don't know, like, there's many different aspects that it comes to whenever you write, one of them is suspense, um, and if you don't have that, then you're not going to keep anybody interested. The second one is imagination. And I have a very good imagination. And the third one is using big words. You have to always use big words. Just to keep people interested. All those bookheads, you know. And. Sometimes when you make a recording, let's say you do an audiobook, sometimes when you, when you just blurt this shit out and you go back and you listen to it, it really shocks you. It really baffles you on what you even came up with, let alone, you know, you didn't even think that you could come up with that shit. But when you get into the moment, you know, with me anyways, when I sit there and I think about this crazy universe and shit and what we've been through and where we're going to go and what the possibilities could be and whatnot, the possibilities are endless. And so it's the same thing whenever I make stories, whenever I write. The possibilities are endless. I can I can come up with ten different ways to end this story. I can end it on a sad note. I can end it on a happy note. I can end it on a sad note that ends up happy. You know, I mean there's so many fucking different ways that you can write a story and everybody's already heard all the old stories so if you come out with a new way to do it and keep it interesting then it's just even more suspenseful it's even more grappling but if you can connect with somebody on a realistic level and um, keep the suspense still alive Um, it's bound to draw somebody in to the story as long as you keep it relatively real you talk about things that people are familiar with and places people are familiar with and uh, then people start getting kind of drawn into it and they're like okay yeah This guy likes to listen to Ice Cube, you know, he's probably a fucking OG gangster, you know. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, um, writing is very magical, in, in my opinion. I was never a big reader growing up, but I loved writing shit. I love making up shit, I love using my imagination, Uh, I love uh, thinking about something and making it actually come true, and that's the whole difference between writing and reading, I fucking hated reading growing up, I knew how to read, I just hated fucking doing it. It was boring. I didn't like reading any of that bullshit. None of it was interesting. None of it was, you know, why would I want to read this shit? I'd rather read an encyclopedia than read some of the bullshit that we had to read growing up. (laughs) Time to do another shot of Evans. Ugh, fuck, that's nasty, Ugh. that Evans honey is just fucking gross, especially in those airplane bottles, man. Tastes like the motherfucker's been roasting in the sun or some shit. Like them over it tastes like Sorrows and plastic. <laughs> Anyways Whew. Man. Whew. That was that's pretty gross. had to break out another tall can. I already drank all my Michelob, so now I'm drinking on Ice House. Man, good thing that was the last shot, because that shit was like the nastiest liquor that I think I've ever had in a long time. Long, long time. It got me fucked up. I'm not going to lie. It's got me feeling a certain type of way. But. I'm still. Uh, I'm still coherent. It doesn't got me too fucked up. And. The whole process of drinking these. Three to four airplane shots. Was. Hell. So, (laughs) would I do it again? That's a good question. If it came out of a glass bottle instead of a plastic one, it would probably taste a lot better and I don't know about the honey, but I love my Evan Williams with some Coke or some Dr. Pepper. Uh, Evan Williams honey is like fireball to me. It just tastes fucked up. It just tastes nasty, in my opinion. So, any liquor that has anything added to it is not really a liquor. You know, like get moonshine and you add uh, some flavoring into it it's not really going to taste like moonshine right it's like if you smoke a cigarette and you empty half the cigarette out and you put weed in it it's not going to really taste like a cigarette if you got half weed and it's the same thing when you know, it comes to liquor. This shit. Man. I think there's a reason why he gave it to me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he tasted that. Maybe he tasted that little. plasticky taste. I don't know like I said it's all poison in a fucking bottle honestly <laughs> I drank all three of them fuckers so all the bottles were sealed and uh, to be honest probably had a lot worse before in my life but uh It can't be healthy to have plastic containers that have alcohol in them. It really can't. Like because the alcohol is gonna break down the plastic eventually. I mean Whether it's uh, been sitting on the shelf for two months or six months, Uh, I think by the time they even put it on the shelf, it's probably been sitting in a warehouse. And uh, long story short, you can really taste it in a plastic airplane model you can really taste it and I know that's not just me I can really taste that shit like nasty as fuck it tastes like you did an Evan Williams shot and poured some plastic in it I don't know And, like I said, I already checked it to make sure that he didn't tamper with it or anything. Uh, And I know he didn't get them from our gas station because we don't usually sell Evan Williams honey shots. We haven't been getting those in. We've just been getting into fireballs and ninety-nine shots and uh, some vodka shots, but even those uh, even those vodka shots that were at my job the last time I had them they taste like fucking plastic, like plastic, like um like the alcohol has eaten away at. The inside of the fucking container. I don't know. I don't know. To me, airplane bottles taste like fucking plastic. And just go out, just go out to your fucking local uh, gas station or whatever and get some airplane bottles and tell me what you think I mean for all you people that are on Facebook you know get on my page tell me what you think cuz you know to me any liquor that's in a plastic bottle is like trash it tastes like trash it is trash It was brewed to be trash. Talking about like Skull Vodka that's like $3 for a half pint. It's fucking trash. There is no good liquor that's in a plastic container. Period. Period. If you can name one good liquor that's in a plastic container. Uh... I'll kiss your motherfucking ass. And... I know a lot of people out there will say... Captain Morgan... Captain Morgan tastes good in a fucking half pint... That's in a plastic container and... Uh... Not really. Not really. Still tastes like shit compared to a glass bottle. But... Captain Morgan... rum for that matter seems to hold up a little bit better in a uh, in a plastic container but when it comes to like vodka or whiskey especially whiskey because um, when they brew the whiskey when they age it it gets put through a process that goes through a uh, an oak barrel aging process most times it's like four months, could be six months can be three months but the point is it usually goes through a barrel aging process, right? and all those Uh, charcoal flavors and oak flavors and stuff soaks into that plastic and that's why I feel like you get that plastic taste with it you know it's just nasty it's just gross right now we're drinking on ice house Cracked open the tall can of ice house to wash that down, because, ooh, has some nastiness going on right there. <laughs> Anywho, Dr. Clayton had to, uh, do some minor, uh, procedures tonight, I uh, woke up today and did some minor procedures on my uh, open wound that I got on my back, it it seems like it's, like I said, ingrown hair, or a, uh, I really doubt it's an ingrown hair, but... It seems like it's a, uh, infected hair follicle, or a boil, or maybe, like, something else. I mean, I don't know. Uh. I had that happen in the past. Where... had like uh, a bump that's come in and it's gotten infected I wouldn't say it's really infected but I mean it's red it's got uh, drainage and whatnot in it Uh, 9 times out of 10 it ends up like scabbing over so I'm going to say that it's uh, MRSA, I'm going to say it's a uh, staph infection of the skin and uh, everybody has staph on their skin, uh, but when you have a infected hair follicle, that gets staph inside of it, let's say. Uh, it becomes kind of like a ingrown hair it gets infected it gets really ugly it gets kind of puffed out mine got got, kind of red and then it had like a black core kind of like a black head but No matter how much you squeeze it, no matter how much you work at it, um, even if you get in the hot shower uh, and you squeeze at it and whatnot, it doesn't really... I've got a lot of blood and clear fluids and whatnot out of it this time around, the second time around, but the first time around, I didn't get anything out of it, and after I went to work all day, it was really kind of uh, shocking when I came home, because I looked in the mirror and it was like a, a black core. Like a, uh, it started really looking like MRSA, like staff, pretty much, and it had a black core on it and whatnot, it had like a, like a, uh, scab, pretty much, like a blood scab. It, it you know before I went to work I scrubbed it out I got in the shower and everything, um, and I put some drawing salve on it, right? And uh, like I said, whenever I got home, I got in the shower, I cleaned it out, and then I put some Neosporin on it, but the drawing salve, I think, made it look like what it was, and, um, I don't know, like, in the past, I, uh, I've I've dealt with the same thing in the past. I had one, Right on my tailbone area, long story short, and uh, that's a really hard area to keep clean because you sweat every single day, it goes straight down your tailbone, it's very close to an area where you shit, you know, and you got all that bacteria that builds up. A very hard area to keep your ass crack clean when you have an open wound it's very hard right and I've done that I've done it so for this one it's a little bit higher up and instead of using drawing salve like I've been using I started using Neosporin I've gotten the shower and used uh, Dial antibacterial. And I spent about 45 minutes in the shower letting that come to a head, get nice and warm, and uh, fucking with it, picking at it, scrubbing it with a with a scrubber, uh, and I think I've got it about as much as good as I'm going to get it. So, long story short, uh, I feel pretty relieved compared to what I did earlier today uh, before I went to work. It was very uh, compressed and it was very uh, irritable I guess you could say. But as long as you clean it out, as long as you keep it clean, uh, you don't have to worry about really anything. Now that I'm using that uh, antibiotic ointment, I think it's made things a little bit better than just using the. drawing set, so, anywho, it's been a long fucking night, um, and, uh, I'm ready to about call tonight, really, um, it's 5.30 in the morning, holy fuck, I haven't even started cooking anything yet to eat. I know I'm going to have to eat something, but I guess I'm going to be eating uh, dinner for uh, breakfast, pretty much. and uh, Stayed up a lot later than what I thought I was going to, pretty much. Well it doesn't really matter like I said I'm probably gonna get I'm probably gonna get about like six hours of sleep. let's see if I go to bed by seven, feel like six hours, six and a half hours pretty much. Hmm. So that gives me like an hour and a half to eat, drink, go to sleep. Anyways I joke around and kid around that I'm Dr. Clayton and whatnot, but... um, I've had a lot of fucking different skin infections, different boils and abscess and whatnot that I've cured at home. Um, Whenever I had my chest injury, whenever I slipped and fell, I had a very, very major... Chest wall injury, a crush injury—I guess you can call it—where uh, my breastplate had broke in two places. And um, after the first two months, the chest plate and the ribs and everything were starting to heal. But then I started having like blood, blood clot issues and um for like the first four months you know I had to really watch out and make sure that I didn't get a uh, blood clot while I was sleeping right so when I would get home I would drink and when I would be up all day at work I would take aspirin keep my blood thinned out and it was like a 24-hour process. I would take aspirin then I would drink alcohol when I got home and it kept it kept it thinned out I guess Um, and uh, I think that's part of the only reason why I'm still alive but who knows who knows I've had some uh, crazy experiences anywho uh I really wish that I had a uh jacuzzi I really wish that I had a jacuzzi because it could it could benefit me um you know waking up like an hour earlier to go to work I can go and get in the jacuzzi before I go to work it could help me with my uh blood flow and everything uh. A lot of many different things that can help with getting in jacuzzi, right? And I'm not gonna fucking stay here that much longer in this apartment. I mean, I'm gonna get a van, and uh, that's that. Uh, I really wish that I could stay here, I don't know, I don't know, because I'm really planning on staying here like another two to three more years in Illinois, so if I can save some money in the process and also be able to uh, get some uh, health benefits and shit out of it then why not? you know but I'm not gonna spend all that money to get a jacuzzi if I'm not gonna use it I'm going to be moving out of state within three years. It's not really a point to get a jacuzzi unless my mother is going to stay in the house that she's in and I can just give it to her. But... Gonna have to have a talk with her about that. Let's see. <laughs> I, you know, don't really know what she's got planned. To be honest, she has everything paid off. She should just pay the taxes on everything and um put it in her will that I'm just gonna take it over because if she divides it up by us and makes us sell it off first of all it's gonna it's gonna crumble me because I don't wanna I don't wanna sell it off to anybody, right? So, the first thing is, I'm going to have enough money to be able to buy that house. And as soon as it comes out on the market, guess who's going to have the first bid on it? Me. Because... It's where I grew up. And. Even if I'm not going to be living. Here in Illinois. Except for like. Six months out of the year. It's going to be mine. It's going to be mine. So. My sisters already have their own house. And this house that I've grew up in for the past 30 years is gonna be mine. So, no matter what happens, if it gets put on the fucking marketplace, guess what? I'm gonna buy it. So, you know, I, I, um, have been really thinking about fan life and whatnot and all the money and shit that it's going to take to start van life right and um, in the next three years I want to be able to move from the state but I need to start saving so I can buy the house Because... I, uh... That's where I grew up. You know, that's that's where I've been for the past 30 years. And my mom keeps talking about wanting to get rid of it. Wanting to move to North Carolina. Wanting to do this. I'm gonna fucking keep it. It's mine. It's where I grew up for the past 30 years. And... Uh, I'll give her exactly what it's worth in cash cash money I'll give her exactly what it's worth I'm not going to give her fucking 60 grand or anything like that but where I grew up and um, she's gonna die eventually I don't mean to be bland or anything about it but at a certain point in time she's gonna die and my sisters both have a house they both have cars they both have a house I don't have anything I'm starting out from scratch, and uh, I want to be able to have a, a home base somewhere, right? And I've been thinking a lot lately about getting property in Arizona, right? Well, it's really going to depend. It's really going to depend because I'm, gonna, I'm not going to pay for property in Arizona and pay property taxes in Illinois and all that shit. If I can just have a place back in Illinois to go to and pay the property taxes on that and the insurance then I can just take my van out west and I can live out of it so I'll be able to have the best of both worlds because Property property taxes here in Illinois are high as fuck. They're like a thousand dollars a year, plus, and then you got the uh, insurance and whatnot, uh, all the maintenance and everything that you gotta up on them but it's 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 where I've grown up for the past 30 years so I don't really give a fuck and I'd rather live there than somebody else to move in there and trash that fucking place and you know me to drive by 10 years from now 20 years from now and see some scumbags living there would just be it would it would kill me. It would it would break me down. So Anywho I'm gonna fucking take it over. I'm gonna take it over because nobody else is gonna take it over. When she dies, nobody else is going to take it over, just me. Everybody else has their own property and their own debts and whatnot. And uh me that's that's what I call home. You know, every summer when they have baseball games over there and I'm just sitting out back grilling out food, drinking beer it's it's literally the best time of my life and I wouldn't give that up for nothing for nothing for no amount of money, period for me to be able to go back to that place that I call home Where I grew up, and I used to ride bikes around that neighborhood, it really means something to me. Even 10 years later, 20 years later, it still means something to me. And even though I'm not living on that side of town right now, I'm living downtown, but I still think that is home. That is fucking home and I'm not going to give that up for nothing. For nothing. I don't care if uh, it should be listed at like 60,000 and she wants 70,000. I really am to the point where I don't care. You know, whatever it takes to hold that piece of property, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. So I'm trying to really brace myself for that when it comes down to it, but until it does come down to that. Point in time, we're not gonna really know. So, anywho, getting at about the 58 minute mark here soon, and uh, got some food in there cooking in the oven, and um. I'm gonna end up getting off of here smoking a little bit more weed drinking a little bit more beer and uh, I'm gonna end up passing out and uh, having a grand old time <laughs> And uh, tomorrow, I hope that it gets better and better the day after that. And, uh, but we're going to take it one day at a time. One day at a time. Been dealing with a lot of bullshit and whatnot here lately, and, um. Anywho. I'm gonna get off of here. I'm gonna watch some, uh, cartoons. Some C Lab 2021, to be exact. Probably watch some Space Ghost. Who knows? But uh we got some food to eat, we got some DVDs to watch, and uh that's kinda of the whole purpose of life. Right? So till the next one, Uncle Jizzle and the motherfucking whizzle. And uh until the next one it was real, it was fun. But it wasn't fucking real fun. So. Till the next one. Deuces.